We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Swagger from the corner. Yes! And the foul! Is he having himself an afternoon? Swagger feeling his third three already. On the drive goes Patty Casey for the basket. <laughs> Backdoor cut Swider with the jam. This is Swider in close. And one. Welcome back to episode 45 of the Swider Show. We have some stuff in store with you guys this week. I think we're going to delay the guests another week. Um, just just based off of guys' schedules and, and when everything's going to pop back up. So um, just me and Patty this week, really excited to, to talk to you guys again. And, and we, we got some good stuff for you after after last week's 2K player draft. Maybe not the right wording, but I'll, I'll take the victory again, Patty. It's not, it's, not, uh, it's not new to me at this point. Adam, Adam threw up an Instagram story that a dynasty is brewing in the Sweater Show draft. So, um, yeah, I don't happy know. Do we want that. to start with that? I had not a rant planned, but I was just a little unhappy. I'm not going to put it all on Adam because I don't know what the uh, wording should have been. But for those who actually listened to the episode and didn't just vote, I would encourage you guys. I mean, if you are listening right now, I guess you're always listening. But yeah. if you missed last week, go go back. If you missed last week and you voted on the poll, go back and listen to the uh, to the pod because. The point of the draft was te- players in 2K that are better than they are in real life. Um, I thought we had three great drafts, so I thought it was going to be very even. Our guy Jimmy, who we invited on the pod, it was his idea. He was very excited for it. He had a great draft in the spirit of the draft. I think he got like 1.8% of the vote. It was basically like when that's, a third party runs horrible. for president. It was, it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was not great. Like he was like Ross Perot, like not even breaking two percent. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just frustrating. I'm not necessarily mad at you, but I am a little mad at you. I don't. I don't think you deserve to win that one for being transparent. Well, I, I think I did put together a really good draft. Um, I, I went with my gut. I went with the way that that I played 2K back in the day. I don't play mm-hmm. 2K anymore, but. There is some nostalgia there of, of dunking with Blake Griffin and shooting threes with Ray Allen and coming off of pick and rolls and dunking with Brandon Jennings. Um, well, that's the thing. Like, if we're doing a team, like, if it's teams, if we play a tournament, your team is by far the best. Mine was easily the second best. But that was not the point of the draft. So, um, I don't know. I'll get over it whenever we do another draft. We took a draft off this week. Um, we'll probably wait a, wait a little while to wait till we get a good guest and another good topic. But... Um, yeah, we'll bounce back. My locker room is is defeated, but maybe we might might have to make some changes at the top. 
start consulting some different people for advice on picks. But uh, this week we do have trivia, the return of trivia. That got some great feedback. Uh, the topics will be a little different this week. But those of you, you know, listen on your commute to work, in your cars, on the subway, what have you, you can kind of participate. And uh, let us know if you beat us, because you probably will this week, because I, I don't feel as strongly about my knowledge in these topics as I did last week. However, um, so I think we, we got to start. Q's trip. It was great seeing you this weekend. We got to tell the people that we did meet up in person. We're not just uh, talking every week on Zoom. So how was the, the trip back to, to Q's for you? No, the, the trip back to Q's was great, man. It was it was great to see uh, great to see you, Patty, as always. Um, I was able to go up to Syracuse and not only um, be at the game and, and see you, but I was able to work out with GMAC, which was unbelievable. It just felt like good old times. We're playing Pearl Jam. We're, we're, we're shooting threes. We're talking crap to each other. GMAC, you know how GMAC is. He's most like mm-hmm. lighthearted, like great guy to work out with because you're, you're getting better at the same time you're laughing. You're listening to good music. Right. Great balance. Um, great balance and and one thing I love about GMAX workout is a lot of conditioning, but at the same time, you're working on a lot of skill work that I honestly haven't done in a while. So the first day, I was I was missing some shots, and um, but it, it was great. I was like, buddy, how great is this? GMAC, how how great is this? This is fucking awesome. So um, it was great to be back in the queues, man. I got I was I was fortunate enough to, to I always think it's cool when, when I see guys go back to like their, their alma maters and they sit field side for for a football yeah. game. I, I always wanted to do that. So shout out to Cuse Athletics for getting me on the field for the first football game against Colgate. Um, Cuse handled, handled, handled their business as they usually do in the first couple of weeks of the season. Um, they beat Colgate, and um, they look good, man. I think this Syracuse team has, has a chance. I mean, one thing that we, we keep, not we, but college football fans keep talking about is like if you have a quarterback, you have a chance. You saw that with, with mm-hmm. Dion this this week with Shader Sanders coming out killing it against TCU um, and overall just really really great trip up to Q's and then we got to round out the weekend with a little Patty Casey time um, right. a, a little time at Skinny Atlas and uh, some time on the lake which was great uh, even, even getting some dinner with, with the whole Bayheim fa- well not yeah. the whole Bayheim family but with, with Julie and Jim as well so great, great trip up to Q's man and uh, I always love going back up there yeah it was perfect uh, shout out to the Bayheims for the hospitality they, like a lot of Q's fans know, Coach now has a spot up in Lake Skinny Atlas in the Finger yep. Lakes. Absolutely gorgeous place. Like, maybe the nicest place I've ever been in my life. Um, like you said, Julie's always the most generous person in the world. So, um, a lot of fun. But Q's football, I think, uh, like with Clemson, just getting their doors blown off by Duke. I know Florida State looks like they're like a legitimate national title contender, but I was kind of had that in the back of my mind, like, the ACC is kind of open. I don't even know if they play Florida State this year, but um, yeah, if they could get Colgate twelve times on the schedule, I think they'd be. Uh, I think they'd be in good shape. <laughs> yeah, man. No, it's football. ACC football is so weird because you have like the Florida States, the Clemsons, the um, even like the NC States are pretty historically good, but I feel like this year Florida State's definitely won, and then it seems like everyone else is kind of. Yeah, kind of going to be right grabs. there. How do you feel about grabs, preseason so. rankings? Do you think they should do away with those? I know, I know that's a popular take, but I think I think the preseason rankings is more about the hype and just get fa- getting fans excited. 
about their teams, but I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. Like seeing some of these teams, like even like not to discredit Colorado at all or anything like that, but TCU was ranked 17 because of what they did last year. It's not because of the mm-hmm. roster that they have this year. You know what I mean? I, and I think a lot of times that that's kind of what that's kind of what it is um, when when starting like the top 25 teams. I remember when I was at Villanova, we lost our whole entire like like top. My freshman year, they lost four guys to the NBA. They like we lost a bunch of great players: Jalen Brunson, Amari Spellman, Mikael Bridges, and we had two guys back. And then everyone else was like very inexperienced, and we were still ranked like number like seven in the country. You know what right. I mean? Because that was mm-hmm. that was based off us winning a national championship. It wasn't based off of the the roster that we that we mm-hmm. had. Um. So it kind of it kind of like. It's tough. I mean, Clemson was ranked number nine because of like the the history of their program. Probably not because of, I mean, obviously we saw the the first game is always tough, but not because of like the roster that they have right currently constructed yeah. right now. It it does like it puts you in this weird spot though, because if you're a Colorado or like a a Duke football fan, if those exist, then you're you're actually hoping for like Clemson to get back into shape or like TCU 100%. to end up being like real good. Because then if they end up going 5-7, and seven, it's like, God damn it. Like, I remember 2015, Notre Dame played Georgia Tech week three, and they were ranked top 15. Notre Dame beats them, like, pretty handily at home, and it was a giant win. And then they, I think it was the first year of the playoff, Notre Dame yeah. ended up being ranked fifth, and that was supposed to be a giant win. But uh, Georgia Tech ended up going 3-9. and nine. So by, like, the time the playoff talks come around, it's just like, well, that's not a it's big win It's not even a big win anymore. Yeah, yeah, but at the time, it was, like, a huge thing, like, um, everyone was like, oh, Notre Dame's actually legit. It's a, a national title contender. And then it just ends up not working out. So, um, I don't know. It is weird. And then the other thing that's different in basketball, though, is, like, it goes both ways, like you're saying, with Villanova. It's based off the last year, even though it's, like, um, I don't know, all those guys are gone in the NBA. But then teams like Kentucky, like, two years ago or three years ago, they went 9-15 and 15 or whatever it was. But then their recruiting class is so good the next year that they're still preseason top five and that – champions classic so that's where i don't understand like the subjectivity of it but it makes the conversation way more fun no for sure and i think if you have a really good program that's been good for for the past 10 15 years you know no matter what you're going to be in those preseason conversations of of being top 25 so it Mm -hmm. makes sense why kentucky would be back just like you said just because of the recruiting class but um when when it comes to preseason rankings they're usually pretty subjective um, and and each person has their own opinion, and then you finally get to roll the balls out in football right. or basketball, and then you actually get to see, right? So mm-hmm. it's it's always a, it's always it's always fun to kind of see those early season upsets, and it's and it's kind of sub, like like it's, it's sub subjective. Like you might get, like you said, like a big win early, and then at the end of the season, oh, they're not that really that good of a team. It means nothing. Yeah, I do think there's some validity to it though. Like at the time, if the team is really popping, you beat them, then that's a meaningful win. Like at the end of the season, they might just lose spirits and punt on the season. But oh, 100 um, percent. Because if they if they win that game against Notre Dame, they might go nine and three. Exactly. It's all momentum, especially when you're dealing with 18 to 22 year olds. Like if they, they kind of lose the momentum to play every week, it's just like, all right, this season doesn't mean as much. It's not going where we wanted to. But to merge yeah. the two conversations here. Preseason, how's the uh, how's the cues looking? Because you and Buddy were talking to me about scrimmaging with them. Um, yeah, I heard you guys got hot in a couple of the games, but but how's the squad looking? Yeah, Buddy and I got to play with the team, which was great. Um, it, it, it's it's so funny because you don't realize how much 
basketball you consume and you know after a year in the pros, right? Like, I remember going to Syracuse and, and, and playing in those pickup runs and not thinking how I was thinking when I, when I went back this time, right? I'm thinking about how to get Buddy a shot, how to get myself a shot, different actions that I could run. I was asking Kyle Cuffey Jr. if he knew certain actions that, that you don't really run in college, right? Just to, mm-hmm. just to try and, like, mix it up. Um, but, man, I, I like their team a lot. They got a lot of athleticism. They got a lot of length. Um, Judah, Judah, uh, JJ, Naheem is huge, bro. Like, I can't tall, wait to see but, him play. But he's 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 a legit like seven three, with like a seven eight wingspan. Like he he barely has to jump to dunk. Like he's huge. Seven eight. Um, yeah. No, it's it's actually ridiculous. Like he, he's like a he's like a Victor Wembanyama, but like obviously a big guy. Right. Have you ever played with um, someone that big? Probably not, right? No, no. Like the only two guys that, I, like the only two guys that I, I've really played with that have had that e- easy of a time to dunk is Jesse Edwards and Jay Huff. Like you could throw it up mm-hmm. anywhere near the rim and they're gonna dunk it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But a- anyone else, I've, I've never been around that kind of that kind of size before. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, so so yeah. So it was great being around. Like Mal- Malik looks great. Um, he, he's kind of developing his offensive game a lot more, but he, he's a great defender. I remember a couple of times we were going to the basket, Malik just like puts his arm out because he has like a seven foot wingspan and just just tips the ball, and we're like, wow, like that's 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 something that's God gifted that you can't teach. Plays, and then he, he doesn't need the ball in his so hand either. Yeah. He doesn't need the ball in his hand either, so it, it makes it. He's he's a really fun player to play with. Benny looked good. He looked solid. Um, and yeah, I think all those guys have a chance to really, really play well this year. I think Chris Bell is the is the key for this team. He's he's going to be that really? that guy that if he's able to score 13, 14 points a game and and and, and make threes confidently and come off of, I, I told him he he had a couple threes in a row on me, and uh, I told him I was like, yo, like you're not a you're not a one more guy, like so like buddy. I always say, like, with, with me and Buddy, the level of shooters that we are, like, you're not a one-more guy. Like, the rules that apply to everyone else, like, don't apply to you if you're that good of a shooter. Like, if you have an open shot or even, like, a slightly contested shot and there might be a guy open in the corner, like, you kind of have to take that shot unless it's, like, a Buddy Beheim in the corner, unless it's, like, Cole Swider in the corner, unless it's a Chris Bell in the corner. Like, make the right play, but at the same time, like, know your shooting ability and know that, like, you're one of the best shooters in the college basketball this year. So mm-hmm. I, I was just talking to him about being more aggressive because his game is there. He he can dribble, he can pass, he can shoot. He's athletic. He's more athletic than, than it seems. Um, so I think he's the he's the X factor for this team because when you look at the roster right now, like there's not a lot of shooting like in terms of um, guy to guy. But when when it comes to Chris and, and Justin and and even like uh, a Chance Westry, he, he didn't play, but he, he he's a pretty good shooter as well. Those mm-hmm. guys are gonna be key for for this team being being pretty good this year. Yeah, the guard play is definitely there. I mean, it speaks for yourself with Jude and JJ. And, like, like you're saying, it's going to be one of those wings that kind of has to have a, a Swider-like breakout, sort of, like, prove himself as, as having, I don't know, being, like, a, a consistent, like, double-digit threat um, and just basically open it up. But it'll be fun to see. Like, it's a pretty awesome time for you to play with them because, as you know, playing with a team in late August in college basketball, they're going to be – completely different in four weeks when actual practice starts and then three weeks after that and then a month after that especially with like how inexperienced a lot of these guys are and the roles that they're going to be in so 
the progression yeah, will be then, pretty quick. And then but, two months after that, three months after that, like Syracuse always right. gets so much better throughout the season. Like that's like one of the things that Coach Behan did a great job with. Like you're not going to be the same team at the beginning of the season that you are at the end of the season. So mm-hmm. I expect Red to, to pick that up and, and and continue that trend for Syracuse basketball. For sure. Do you do you feel like you play the old head role well, like giving guys advice and everything? Were you going out of your I way? Try. Because I feel like you always you always uh, like took it to heart when when guys that had played at Syracuse and over like went out of the way to help you out. Oh yeah, I mean I'm I'm always trying to to help guys out because especially the guys who do the right things, work hard, like really really want it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I I try and give guys a little game, and, and I think what's 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 awesome for me is that. Like I kind of have a platform now where it's like, all right, they respect me, right? I, I had a good year at Syracuse. I, I played, I played with, with LeBron and AD. Um, I've done some things in the G League, so like, there, there's there's a certain sense of, of, of like, oh, I should probably listen to this guy. You know what I mean? So that that that's cool for me too. Um, and then obviously going there and playing and like, killing it, right? There's the, that that makes it a sense for those guys to listen to me as well. So uh, I'm excited for this group. I think they have a chance to be pretty good and. Um, I'm going to be watching very, very closely this year, like we all will, because right. Orange Nation yeah. is 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 big on this podcast. Absolutely. Do you get a lot of, uh, like, what are, what's LeBron like? What's AD like when you go back to Cubes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone's asking me that. It's like, hey, give me a quick LeBron story. Oh, give me a, a quick Rush story. Give me this and that, right? Um, what was it like playing with those guys? But, no, nah, it's it's awesome, though. Like, being able to have that experience, like, it's only right to be able to share, share those experiences with other people. Yeah, it's pretty surreal that you have an actual legitimate answer to that question. You're in like the point zero one percent of people that have ever existed that can answer that question honestly. Yeah, probably less than that, man. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, three percent, man. <laughs> Playing college basketball, but um, again, to merge the conversations, another segue for me. The look at you. FIBA has has the Final Four set. I know Canada made it. The U.S. made it. Who else is in it? I forget who. Is, did Lithuania? Lithuania, Lithuania lost to Serbia. I'm pretty sure. Okay, I probably should have prepared heavily, more heavily for this. My first question. I actually asked you this off air, but uh, I don't know how good of podcasting this will be. But I was looking at the schedule this year from the World Cup, and I stumbled upon the 2019 World Cup season. How many players do you think you can name from that team? Because I was shocked at how random it was. Yeah. Um, I got the team. I could probably need. So, so we have 12 guys uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve guys. I could probably. Coach Pop was seven. the coach. I'll give you that. You think you can get to seven? Yep. J- go ahead. Jay J- J- Wright was an assistant. Um. Okay. So they go: Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker, three, Derek White, four. That's a big um, one. I didn't have that one yeah, that, on my bingo card. Yeah, I, I, I do I do remember Derek White being on that team. Um, let me think. Let me think. Uh, the bigs on that team. So Kyle Lowry is supposed to be on the team. He wasn't on the team. Yep, doesn't count. Um, yep. Wow, I'm blanking right now. So I remember watching that team pretty closely. Was Bam? Was Bam on that team? He was not. Wow. Jimmy was on that team. B.I. was not on that team. Nope. Wow. There's probably 
I think two guys that you'll be kicking yourself over. There's one that you definitely will. The other, want me to tell you? Uh, uh, let me just, let me just give one more guess out there, and then after that, I'll I'll keep going. Um. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Young this guard. team feels like a young guard. All right, go ahead. Just tell me the rest. That's crazy. Only four. Donovan oh, Mitchell is myself. the one you'll be. Yeah. 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 It's same, same I almost thing. thought yeah. he was. He was too young now. Yeah, but I guess that, he was that's, the same. That's what I, same draft. That's what I'm thinking like. too. But Donovan Mitchell, Marcus Smart, Derek White, yep. who you said, Brooke Lopez, yep. Miles Brooke Turner, Lopez, yep. Yep. Harrison Barnes. Joe Harris. Wow, I was gonna say Kemba. Joe Harris, but I, I were you really? I think that was well, that's Joe Harris is one of those you can't be wrong with Joe Harris though, because if you guess Joe Harris yeah. and he wasn't on the team, everyone's like, "What the hell are you thinking? Why would Joe Harris be on that team?" Yeah, uh, Kemba, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Chris Middleton, and uh, Mason Plumlee. Yep, I was go- I was thinking I was thinking Mason I was thinking Mason Plumlee too, but I was just thinking that's that's way too random. Yeah, that's another. It's another thing you get yourself into. Um, yeah, but they did. Did they win gold? No, they came in seventh that year. Oh yeah, they lost in the quarterfinal to France, and then they played two more games. Wow, I don't. I have no recollection of that. You know, I do because I remember watching a bunch of the games. His coach was uh, coach was on the bench. Coach, coach. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, but uh, the boys right now. It was a little bit of a scare when they lost to Lithuania, but then they beat the absolute piss out of Italy. Yeah, I, I didn't take it really as a scare. But when you already have your your bid into the lead eight, like you kind of take you relax for a second, right? Like the mm-hmm. whole entire time they've been playing really well, they, they were they were kind of like due for a, a bad game. Lithuania hit hit their first nine threes to start the game, so that's the recipe to to kind of lose a game. They were hitting some bullshit at the end too. Like USA really couldn't get a stop, but some of the, they were throwing it in like backwards. And there's a lot of yeah. like they would like Brunson hit a shot to cut it to four, and then Lithuania came down, drained down the entire shot clock, and then hit a three. Referees weren't yeah. great either, but um, I think they would have played we'll about the next game is... if if they had won. Yeah. So I guess in in a way, it's kind of better. I think they would have beaten. Uh, 
Doncic anyway, but that's just like a guy who could win by himself. So I guess you don't want to play him in the quarterfinal. But sorry, I cut you off. What were you gonna say? Yeah, no. One thing I will say about this team: shout out to Sean Ford and all the guys at USA Basketball and Eric Spolstra and, and Steve Kerr and all those guys. That this team is really well constructed. It might not be the most talented team that USA has ever had, but it's. I think it's really well constructed. Guys who play well together. They have lineups that that play well together. Um, I think overall this team is just really well constructed, and, and they have they have the opportunity to to win gold with probably this is probably like our. And this is no slight on these guys who are playing in the World Cup. But this is probably like our C or D team when it comes to mm-hmm. USA basketball. Like if you were to send them to the Olympics, I completely yeah. agree. But it also just kind of shows how much talent there is in our league, and because like <laughs> in our, the in our league, yeah, exactly, our once great league. But uh, the other like the international teams are way better now too. Like Canada is the coolest thing that's happened in a while. Yeah. If they end up playing in the final, I'd, I'm going to root for the U.S., I guess. But, like, I wouldn't be completely mad if SGA had, like, 45 and they won. Is that bad to say? Is that unpatriotic? That's very unpatriotic. I'm, 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 I'm a USA guy through and through. Um, I think I it would have been cool if Jamal, if Jamal Murray was playing, though. I, I think if Jamal Murray yeah. was playing, then it, it, it would be a lot of – it would be cooler. Our pseudo draft this week, I wanted to ask you for your top three bags in the league. You know how people say, oh, he's got the deepest bag? I have a clear-cut number one, who I was just hinting. You go ahead. You, you, you give me your three first. Well, I have one. I think SGA has to be number one. We can make a joint selection. Yep. The way that guy plays basketball is like nothing I've ever seen in my life. He looks like he's playing on .5 speed. Like If anyone's listening to the podcast yeah. on .5 speed, Right now, my voice is slow enough at one, so you probably should just like go back to regular speed. But he looks like he's playing in slow motion, like everyone else is like dummy defense. Yeah, he he's unbelievable. He's unbelievable, especially like the shots that he gets to in mid range. And I was watching today, and those those threes that that he's making like on the FIBA line, it's not the NBA line, and it's like the shots that he would normally take. So like it makes it even better. Yeah, he's like a cheat code. Yeah. Today he took 12 shots and had 30 points. Last game he took 12 shots and had like 28 points. I, I remember we've talked about this on the podcast a little bit, but being an elite scorer, like Coach Beheim used to always talk about, if you want to be an elite scorer average, who consistently averages 20 points a game, 25 points a game, it, it's all about your ability to get to the free throw line. Like Chris, mm-hmm. he said to Chris Moan all the time, you should go 6 for 10, but shoot 15 free throws and end up with 26 points. Like Right. And that's one thing that SGA is so good at. Luka is so good at. Um, mm-hmm. Kyrie. Like, all these guys. LeBron. Like, all these guys are able to get to the free throw line all the time. So. Yeah. But, yeah. So, so you want to go top three deepest bags? Yeah. And then I have a follow-up question, too, actually. And then we can get into our trivia. But Okay. So, I, I, I'm going to go Luka. Two? Luka is my. Uh, yeah. I think If you want to talk about purely bags, I, I would put Kyrie one. Yeah. That's the only competitor. I just think SGA, like, as far as angles and everything now, like, he can literally get to the basket on any human being that's ever existed. Yeah, but I look at shooting, like, being able to shoot threes and also finishing, and then the mid-range stuff Kyrie should, like, like SGA probably has Kyrie by a little bit, but it's not much with the... So yeah, I, I would probably go right Kyrie now. one. Maybe he, Kyrie he, in his He's a day. massive... I don't know, bro. 
if you watch him play, like it doesn't always translate to winning, but his bag is unbelievable. I guess when it looks the best, Kyrie probably looks the best. Like if anyone's, if if you have one highlight where someone looks like they have the deepest bag, it's probably Kyrie. Yep. I'd probably go, yeah, those would be my top three. Kyrie, yeah. Shea, and Luka. Luka's just so unbelievable because he's not, like, he's not even, like, a top 100 athlete in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Not even top 150. And he still is able just to get wherever he wants to the court. He's so skilled. Like, he has, like, everyone knows the moves that he's going to go to, and he just gets them off every single time. Yeah. Like his slow step in the lane, his finishing ability, his ability to, like, kind of, like, rock you asleep when, when you know he's going to get on the left wing and, and hit you with a tween-tween step back. It's just... Yeah, it's kind of like you know what's coming. (laughs) Yeah, you have in there. That's one of the better stories told behind these microphones. Yeah, I have nightmares all the time of of Luca just tween-tween, step back. The SGA thing is just there's never any wasted motion whenever he has the ball in his hands. You know what I mean? Like everything he's doing is is efficient to scoring the basketball, and it just happens 30 times a game. Isn't it unbelievable this is the first time Candace qualified for the – Olympics and men's basketball in That is surprising. Years. Could they just could they just not like field a team for a while? Is that the problem? It's crazy because of how many good basketball players are from Canada now. Like you would never think that like they they wouldn't even qualify. It just kind of happened overnight. Also, in yeah. the midst of that or the the beginning of that streak, a Canadian won the MVP two times. Stephen Nash. That- you know what I mean. Oh, oh yeah, Steve Nash. Yeah. Did Steve Nash play for the Canadian national team though? I don't even like. I don't even remember that being a thing. Yeah. Uh, it is surprising though. I guess there's just been like a boom with basketball, and which you could probably credit actually to Steve Nash and like Vince Carter. Yeah. That it's yeah, way says, bigger in Canada now. Yeah, everyone says Vince Carter was the was the person who kind of got that going in Canada. Yeah, Vince Sanity. It's a great documentary yep. on Netflix. Have you ever watched that? It is. I have. I have, and that's that's how I know that. You're a big that, doc a guy. Oh, huge doc guy. <laughs> we were about talking about the most random fucking documentary ever the other day at dinner. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a big doc guy. I've probably watched every 30 for 30 that there is. Yeah, 30 for 30s are great. Third quality television. Uh, Adam is actually basically doing that now. His internship is... Adam actually works for our listeners at uh, the, Adam, correct me if I'm wrong, the office slash house that you work at every day for your internship is the setting of the Redeem Team doc, no? That is true, yes. And uh, they also do the last That is sweet. And stuff. That's pretty cool. Definitely pretty cool. That is sweet. So it's just like a mansion of a house that they're sitting in telling stories. Um, hey, Patty, speaking, speaking of people who have had 30 for 30 docs, what do you think of Deion Sanders and the Colorado football team? I think we'd be remiss if, if we didn't if we didn't uh, talk about that. Dive in a little bit more. I think it's – I mean, they're the most, like, hot topic in sports right now. It's really nothing like anything I could remember. And it, it reminds me of uh, – I don't know if we talked about it on here, but watching the Menzel and, like, Tim Tebow thing, I was thinking, like, it's kind of crazy there hasn't been a guy this famous since then or this big in college football. Because even, like, Baker, um, I don't know, like, the Joe Burrow team was awesome, but I didn't feel like they were, like, a national phenomenon. Literally in yeah. one game, Sanders is, like, 
Colorado and they beat TCU. And that's why I'm hoping TCU not goes like 11-1 just to validate that win because <laughs> one of the more entertaining like college football weekends I could remember, and it was literally only because of that game because no other games were really that uh, good. It just seems like Deion Sanders is – I mean, obviously with his foot, that, that sucks, but like he's just like a very blessed individual. Like there, there was a take on on uh, first things first by Nick Wright talking about. You could argue that if Deion Sanders does does this thing at at Colorado, that is looking to be that of him being this great coach, potentially a Hall of Fame coach, he could be the single greatest sports have the single greatest sports life of all time. Right? Yeah, because he did literally everything. He was a high school star. He was a college star. He was. Um, Possibly the, the greatest defensive back of arguably the greatest defensive back of all time in NFL history, right? And, and while doing that, he was a two sixty hitter in the MLB, which is yeah. unbelievable. For ten for ten seasons, he was in the MLB, and then and then he goes goes out after, runs an unbelievable high school football program, then goes to Jackson State and turns that program around to being the best FC, probably one of the best FCS programs in the country, and now he's at Colorado doing this, and it's just. What a story, huh? And, like, just by week one, just knocking off TCU. Like, TCU might go 7-5 and five this year. They might not be a great team. But it just seems like God is working in his favor. At, at the time, though, I don't think anything can rob the feeling of, of going in there and winning that game. They were, like, 21-point underdogs. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think people are so lame, too, who are trying to say, like, oh, just one game, all this stuff. But I just think it's only going to get better, to your point. Obviously, they're going to lose games at some point. Like, if they go eight and four this year, still it's a massive, massive accomplishment. But they're like ranked twenty second now. They play Nebraska next week. Um, but it's just right now. If I was a top recruit, I'm like, I want to go play for that guy. Like, where else would you want to go? But to your point, I saw this it's tweet fun. the other day. I don't know. I can't credit this person. In 1992, he made first team All Pro for the Falcons. He was the best defensive back in the league. And then he played 97 games for the Braves, hit 305, and had 14 triples. <laughs> like, no one hits 14 triples in a season. He did it in half a season. Like, two months after the uh, football season ended. Absolutely nuts. Also, like, he just, like, is a showman to the nth degree, more so than any athlete ever. He, he might be the greatest talker in the history of sports. Yeah, he just backs it up every time, too. Like, at halftime, he's like, Travis Hunter, if, if we we hit him on those two, two deep balls, the Heisman's chilling at his house right now, and then Travis Hunter just took over the second half. But, no, I'm, I'm happy you brought that up. That was the story of the weekend in sports and maybe in the entire United States. So I'm uh, co-signing, Seriously? saying I'm a Colorado Buffaloes fan, and I hope they go undefeated. And uh, <laughs> the train just keeps going. But with that, we're going to get into our trivia for the week. We actually don't know what uh, the topic is. There might be some football in this, so I'm a little nervous. But, uh, Adam, take it away. All right, for this week's trivia challenge, I have 10 football questions, uh, given that today when the episode releases is the opening night, and this weekend is opening weekend. So a um, couple NFL questions, couple college questions. And we'll see how hard they are compared to last week. I don't know. We'll have to see. This week, we've got a special guest joining us. Jake Sheridan's in the house for the first time since uh, maybe the premiere, I think, of the whole show. Well, well relax. 
Uh, so I know Drake Sheridan for coming every, every four episodes. Every four episodes. That's, that's generous. You might be like um, every 17. That's are, you for two are, you, are you participating in the trivia, Sharon? I, I am right. I've got my pen. I got All my right, paper. you're in. Right. Okay. All right. Same setup as last <laughs> uh, week, Adam. Yeah, yeah. Ten pen, questions. Pen, paper, show the camera. Um, we'll show the camera right. and say out loud what your answer is, and the person... Um, or the person that has the best score at the end is the trivia champion for the week. Yeah, yeah. So let's Are get any the questions after World War II this week? Uh, <laughs> some of them. Some of them. <laughs> We're going to start um, with one I think is very easy and very important to the history of football. Uh, Super Bowl 39 took place in February 2005. Uh, who won that Super Bowl and who lost that Super Bowl? It's two, it's, it's two teams. 2005 Super Bowl 39 uh, Again, we're starting, we're, start, we're starting easy so take a guess Patty, Patty you gotta remember in football the, the 2000 what, what was last year 2022 that, mm-hmm. that's like the, the 2023 Super Bowl is the 2022 season so right, that's why, that. I, that's why I said the number and the month, so you should know this one. Uh, okay. 10 seconds. I still don't think I know it. Oh, I wait. This one. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I might be a little too late. or a little too, I'm a little too, I might be a little too late with these teams. I think, this, I think Sheridan was born in this year, maybe. This is, that's, that's an annoying first question. All right. Ready? Jake, go, Jake, go first. What do you got? Um, I've got the Rams and Titans. Yeah, no, I think... both wrong. Both wrong. So Swider and Patty both have the correct answer. Patriots over the Eagles. I actually wouldn't have gotten that without the the hint. What yeah, a great... I was thinking. I made. Oh. I made that mistake. Adam Vinatieri. Remember Adam Vinatieri. Yes, sir. See, I'll play that yeah. Super Bowl with a broken leg. But I remember I was in first grade for that, and uh. Obviously, it was very Eagles-heavy homeroom the next day. Like, everyone in my school was an Eagles fan. So we were all saying there was a face mask that they didn't call. That's why the Patriots won, that the Patriots had cheated, and they paid the refs to not call face masks. That's the story we had when I was seven. There's no way you were, there's no way you were in first grade. First uh, grade, maybe kindergarten? I think he would have been. Yeah. yeah. It's four years, years too late, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what you were thinking, but there was a reason I asked that. It's because this weekend we've got Pats Eagles. So really quick, does anyone want to predict that the Patriots win like I am? Yep. And then 27-17. We'll give them a couple touchdowns just to make it close. But all right. Oh, Hurst is going uh, down without a fight. Question number two. Question. All right, let's see. There's a game in 1919 that was Georgia Tech versus Cumberland College. And Cumberland College scored zero points. This is the biggest blowout of all time. How many points did Georgia Tech score? We oh, call wait, it is in range. Is this, is this a bit or are you doing this? because No, this week? is serious because I, the closest, I have my answer. The closest person will get the point of you three. I'm deciding between two numbers. Oh, all right. This is like the dozen on Barstool. All right. You can Wait, go so, over, like, you could say 1,000, and if it's 999, you'd be okay. 
It's just the closest number. I think I randomly like know this. Good question, Adam. I like this one. Thank you. I didn't think it was too random. I th I think it's good trivia. No, this this one's this one's more fun than like where did Robert Parrish go? Oh, side note too, we asked Coach Beheim all those questions and he got all of them right. Are you yeah. Five for five, yeah, like in point two seconds, which is not surprising, but. All right, Jake, what do you got for this one? I want to say it was 216 to zero. Okay, Patty, what do you have? Uh, we're actually very close, 227. Okay, Cole? I'm, I'm way off then, 86-0. Yeah, the final score of the game was 222 to zero, which means Patty is the closest by one point. Wow. I, I had 222 almost written down, and then I changed it. Wow. Could, well, who would do that to someone? I don't know. It was 1919. There was no, like, spoken word yet. All right. They're probably playing in wool uniforms and no pads. Let's, let's, let's go to question number three. Who was the only player on a losing Super Bowl team to win the MVP? Oh, the Super Bowl MVP. But they lost the Super Bowl. Oh, Jerry West. Uh, so wait, they, they won some... Super Bowl MVP and lost the Super Bowl? Correct. Yeah. I'll even give you the year, or the, the Super Super Bowl five. Yeah, I was gonna say it's definitely some some old head. I don't even have a guess. Yeah, if you don't have a guess, we'll just move on. Does anyone have a guess for this one? I'm gonna throw something guess. out there. I didn't I know. That's correct. We're making them hard. I'm not right. doing easy trivia on this show. No way. Are you ready? Yeah, go ahead, Patty. You're first. Terry Bradshaw. Super Bowl five. Jake, anything? Cole, no. I'm gonna start with Art Star. Uh, no, that's not right either. These are all, these are good guesses though. I just they're not right. I mean, I'm just gonna go with Joe Namath because I know he he was like Super Bowl one. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely correct. It's Chuck Howley. Howley. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Well, I had that down. So, so for this one, you have um. So there are four teams who have yet to compete in a Super Bowl. How many of them can you name? I have the Browns. Nope. I'm not going to say the Lions. The Texans. And the, the Chargers. Okay. Remember what the, your fifth team was, just so we can ask you afterwards. Don't say it now. Patty, go ahead. I have Jags, Texans, Lions, Chargers. Cole? I couldn't think of a fourth team. Well, I did have the Browns. Browns, Chargers, Texans, Lions. Okay, the four teams are the Browns, the Lions, the Texans, and the Jaguars. The Chargers have made it? I think so. This is what this says. I'm gonna I'm gonna double check. What was your, your fourteen? Jaguars. No, my third team was the Jaguars. My fifth team was the Chargers. Or my nineteen ninety five. They were in the Super Bowl. The Who the Chargers? Yeah, that's wow. right. Wait, so I got three, right? You got three. Okay. I got, I got three. three. 
Each of you got we three. We all got three. So yeah. we're going to give everyone one point then. Well done. That's I fair. like that. That's fair. All right. That was a tough one. So I got, did I, did I get one? So, so Patty's up two? one. Patty's up one. He's up two on Jake. So I think, I think Cole has two, Patty has three, Jake has one right now. But there's yep. lots of golf left to play. <laughs> That's why we play 18. Let's see. Um, okay. This is it. This one is just a simple year. You have to get it exactly on the dot. What year was the NFL founded? I said 1961. All right. Yes. Cole, Cole, go ahead. Uh, I said 1947. Jake? I have 1949. 1920 was when the league was formed. So, zero uh, all around. That's all right. It's a tough one. Uh, I was thinking it's the 75th anniversary of uh, – I, I, I was thinking – I remember there was an anniversary recently, so. Oh, son of a – NFL 100 just came out. Yeah, that was a big thing, wasn't it? One hundred. Man, what a bad uh, guess by me. Sixty-one. I was awful. thinking of the AFL NFL merger and. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy. Let's hand out some points, shall we? Uh, this is next one. Who? Which kicker has the longest field goal and how many yards? You gotta have. You have you need the name and the number of yards to get a point. No partial credit. Show your work. Exactly correct. Which you show. Start us off. Justin Tucker, 66 yards versus the Detroit Lions. Jake? I don't have the team, but Tucker, 66 at the bottom there. Cole? I have a Janikowski, 67. No, yeah, no, it's, it, it is Tucker at 66. Was it against <laughs> the Lions? Yeah, in Detroit. Dang. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So points for uh, Patty and Jake. Janikowski's a good guess, though. He's a year. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're thinking of that a kicker. You're thinking of that Lane. Was he really a first round pick? Yeah, it's a kicker. You're thinking of that Lane Kiffin video when they were like 77 yards away. He just like trotted him out yeah. half time to see if he can make it. All right. But, all right, number seven. Patty's up two. What? Yeah, I got four. What team won four Super Bowls in a row? Yeah, Patty has four, Cole has two, Jake has two right now. This should be very this should be very easy. I don't know if it is. I don't think I'm right. I don't know. Do a timer? Yeah, let's go. We ready? Stop. Pencils down. Pencils down. Steelers in the seventies. Jake, what'd you get? What'd you have? I have the Niners. Cole? I I have two answers, but just just to make it down, I will go with the Cowboys. The answer is the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Cowboys Steelers and 49ers. I knew it was. I knew it wasn't the Cowboys. 89 to 92. So we'll we'll give really? Jake a point. Zeros are for the rest of everyone. Uh oh. Wait, so I, I would say a fun fact right here, but it might be the next question. 
Uh, yeah, don't say anything till the end. We'll we'll, we'll discuss that. Yeah. I know so exactly Cole, what you're gonna say, Patty. Yeah. Patty has four. Cole has two. Jake has three. So sorry, four, three, two. And there's two questions left. Yep. So you're saying a chance. All right. Which team has been in the NFL for the least amount of time and what year were they added? The year is uh if you get the team right, then we'll compare to each other that you give. We'll give a point out from this one no matter what. We're not gonna withhold points if you don't get the year right. Going from the Oilers to the Texans doesn't count, right? Well. I, I didn't even I, I think you cut out for me. I didn't hear anything. Okay, good. You didn't actually cut out, but I'm not going to answer your question. Uh, what a ridiculous question. Swatter definitely had Texans written down. No, I didn't. Okay. I'm ready. I don't, again, I don't think I'm right, but. Yeah, me either. I have Jags 2005. Okay, cool. I have uh, Jags 2003. Oh, man, I've got the Panthers in 92. <laughs> All right. My sources say that the Houston Texans are the youngest team in 2002, but second place would have been the Ravens in 96 anyway. So, no, I, I wasn't – I was going to give out, like, partial credit, but uh, no one got that one either. So Wait, what are the Jaguars for? 94-5, I think. Oh, uh, really? So we, we have the third youngest, Patty. <laughs> I'm feeling a little better. Well, I'm Googling this right now. They were established uh, in 93. Uh, Jags were 95. Panthers were 95. Ravens 96. Wow. Texans 02. Wow. So, uh, one score in the Jags. Year. The genesis of the Jags was with like uh, hey, Maurice Jones. This last be worth three points just to spice it up a little bit. Yeah, we, we could do that. We could do that. This last question is worth three points. That's a, that's a great idea. So, who has the most rushing yards in a single game, and how many yards did he, did he record in that football game? I thought you were going to say in a single season. I had that. Yeah, I had that one unlock. I'll give you one point for the correct name and three points if you get the yards exact, and two points if you get the yards within five, either direction. I have no idea, but I'm just going to. Neither do I. It's got to be. Sure, a, right. I don't know if I want to go with like a heavy hitter or like a random guy. I'll, I'll go with a heavy hitter because it's it's the you're gonna, you're gonna have a chance. I'm okay. perplexed, but five seconds. Right. Again, just to remind everyone of the stakes here before we give the final uh, answers. Patty has four points. Jake has three. Cole has two. So everyone's alive technically. We'll have to see what I happens. Adrian Peterson, 313 yards. 313, Adrian Peterson. Cole, what do you got? Walter Payton, 325 yards. All right. I have LT, 395. Wait, can I throw a guess out there? Because I think, are all three of those wrong? All three of them are not wrong. There is a correct answer in the bunch. <laughs> oh, really? Who was it? All day, Adrian Peterson. No way. Answer. Uh, wow, he actually ran for 296. So, you wow. wow. I was all over that. I, I almost put down Priest Holmes. I don't know why. That would have been – I would have been so mad at myself. 
So Pat, Pat uh, you know what I was thinking about? I, guess I, get... I, I, I was thinking about the Wildcat game against the Patriots. I was thinking one of those guys. I think those one of those I guys. I forgot about that. Well. Yep. Yeah, that could have been. He probably had a ton. Of... That's my first victory on the show in anything. Draft <laughs> trivia. That's because I haven't gotten to play yet. We'll we'll wait till next week and we'll see who wins trivia next week. Yeah, we we should we could make this a mainstay that we just keep we could become a trivia podcast. Good work, good work putting those together. Um, not necessarily surprised that I won. That wasn't the most stressful time in my life, given some of the answer the uh, answers offered by my other two opponents. But uh, thank you guys for tuning in. That was a lot of fun. I wouldn't have done it without my fans. Shout out, shout out, Patty for winning for winning this week's draft. Uh, hey, Patty, congrats, man. I've been dominating this show in, in victories, so I'm, I'm happy we can spread the wealth out a little bit, make it a little bit more interesting. Shout out to Sharon for coming on this week, Adam for the great trivia questions, and uh, we'll, we'll be back next week with another episode, and maybe a possible guest. We'll see. Um, so, catch uh, you guys next time, and kick it over to Patty for the outro. Next week, monumental episode for the show. It's the 46th episode. You're asking why is the 46th episode a big deal? Real random number, not for us because it's our. Uh, one-year anniversary of the Cole Swider show with Patty Casey. So kind of wild. It's been a year already. But as uh, Swider just said, we're planning planning to have a big guest on next week or a, a former friend of the show, a familiar face, to celebrate the one-year anniversary. But we wanted to thank you guys for the downloads, for the listens. Um, it's crazy. I mean, after 20 episodes, we said no one gets 20 episodes. We're at a full year now. And if you could do the math, that means 46 episodes in 52 weeks. So we're putting content out. We're going to continue to do it. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys for a year of, of listening. And we're just getting started. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. What's up, everybody? Thank you guys for tuning in. We really hope you enjoyed this week's show. To find out who will be joining us next week, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms at Swider Show on Instagram, at Swider Show on Twitter, and at Swider Show on TikTok. We also recently developed our very own YouTube page, www.youtube.com slash at Swider Show, and subscribe. You can send in a mailbag question to be featured on the show, swidershow at gmail.com. And of course, if you haven't already, make sure to turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode week to week. Cole Swider Show with Patty Casey is presented by Blue Wire Podcast, and our executive producer is Adam Lewis. Swider Show is created by Cole Swider, Patty Casey, and producer Adam Lewis. All rights reserved. Thank you guys. We'll see you next week.